Alright, this is another plan B. I'm in the Supernatural Kitchen, which is a vegan, vegetarian cafe bar. Um, been around for a little while. I've been a regular here for four or five years now, nearly. It's been in a couple of spots, but this is the, the main spot in town, which is by uh, St. John the Baptist Church on Granger Street actually opposite the church so it's a good spot by the central station they get a lot of passing trade uh, from the station and a, a lot obviously a lot of regulars because there's, there's quite a few vegetarians and vegans in Newcastle and they all need to go somewhere this is the this is the cafe that survived the longest there's been a couple popped up here and there over the last well three years four years but they don't last this is the one that lasts and it's the most open the most welcoming and uh, they don't pressure people they they don't push vegan on everybody they just let people do what they need to do so you can you can be a vegetarian you can have dairy milk in your in your coffee if you want to nobody forces vegan on anybody in this particular bar cafe which is a good thing I find it much better because I'm not vegetarian even but I do come in I like their food and I like the people so of course I'm going to spend time here so I'm I'm back in the spirituality category after a little while in news commentary I've decided spirituality is probably a better place for me to be for the time being I do keep changing my mind though and uh, spent the weekend hanging out in the sun uh, with a beer which I've enjoyed very much met a lot of random people sitting outside the, the tipsy cow but that's that's done for another month now so I won't be it'll be at least a, another month before I go out and sit in the sun again so I have to make the most of it back to back to my supernatural routine which is either coffee or, or a smoothie I like their smoothies so it's cost, costing money but it's it's worth it because it's quality of life and uh, we've had so little quality of life in the last year and a half that I'm feeling the need for a bit of quality of life so that's where my money's going to go the bills are going to have to wait as long as my rent's paid everybody else can wait as my, my mental and emotional health is an important thing and it's a, it's a priority for me or oh, has been for years so what I say is pay yourself first look after your own mental and emotional health and then pay the bills it leaves me with a bit of debt but I can live with a little bit of debt for the time being uh, at some point I'll have to take my pension and sort it all out but uh, at the moment with the with the benefit that I'm on if I take the pension I'll lose the benefit so I'll get no I'll get no extra income at all because they just take it straight off me so I can't take the pension until I'm working and obviously while I'm not working I'm running up debts 
So it's a bit of a catch-22, it's a poverty trap. And whoever decided that universal credit needed to be structured in that way needs their head examiner. Because all you're doing is pushing people into debt, pushing people into mental health issues and depression and into the hands of the pharmaceutical companies. So I'm wondering how many people involved in universal credit are now on the board of directors of pharmaceutical companies because that's where they're pushing people. So that's the profit, that's the, that's the funnel that's happening. That's where the profit goes. So probably people have been rewarded with places on the board of directors, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to investigate that one. Tory cabinet ministers with places on the on the board of pharmaceutical companies. That's a, a list that needs to be investigated for other reasons as well. But universal credit amongst them. I'm not a fan. I, I beta tested it for them. I volunteered to go on the system when it was only half finished. And uh, gave them some feedback, uh, most of which was ignored, but they it took a long time for the feedback to filter through and it's still still filtering through 10 years later or eight years later whatever it is but uh, that's that's a conservative government for you they don't listen to people they listen, they listen to clinical psychologists who don't have a clue about people how people actually live But uh, the theory is one thing, and in practice, it's a different thing. That's the problem with universal credit. They're using behavioural psychology to manage the the risk risk and reward, cost benefit, or reward and punishment. Basically, they move you into certain behaviours. It's not actually a reward. It's just the punishment that's moving people there most of the time. The reward is that you get a job and you have to work your ass off for the rest of your life for minimum wage, which isn't much of a reward really. Anyway, that's enough of my rant for the time being.